Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. I'm really excited to have a guest from Babylon joining me today. We have Guillaume Diard. He is the soft goods business line director at Babylon. Now, a lot of us know Babylon because of their rackets, and they've been long in the industry because of their amazing rackets. But Guillaume has joined Babylon and is really starting to influence footwear and bags. And we're starting to see a lot of your designs come out and all of that. So, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> and I appreciate you saying my name perfectly. Oh, oh, wow. I got that on recorded. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's awesome. I kind of wanted to start with your background. Um, you're not necessarily from the tennis industry. I did a little no. bit of digging and we have some partners down the hall at Running Warehouse. Nice. So uh, give me how you got to Babylon. All right. So it's a fun journey. Let's say it this way. <laughs> I'm coming from the running industry. First, I've been working eight years for okay. uh, a small brand called uh, Hokia Oneone. Okay. I started there since the beginning yeah. when the brand uh, first initiated from uh, the two founders. I've been working as a marketing manager for Europe for the brand for six years. And then uh, we had the opportunity to be uh, bought by another small company, American mm -hmm. brand called Deckers. Right. And uh, with this thing, I had the ability to transition into innovation for Deckers and working on older brands, so including Ugg, Teva, Sanuk. And that was great. I mean, my job was to be living in Annecy, mm -hmm. a small town in France, traveling to California in Santa, Santa Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> and those are worst places to live and yeah. to travel to. And uh, it was great. And nothing really said me coming to tennis was in my mind, but I had a few meetings with um, Eric Babola mm -hmm. and uh, previously Xavier Gibert, that used to be the vice president at uh, Babola at one point. And we kind of hook up together mm -hmm. on, on some discussion. It was mainly shoe discussions. Yeah. And they came to me and said, Guillaume, we were kind of lost on where we want to go into shoes, apparel, mm -hmm. uh, bags. What would you do? Yeah. And I saw the opportunity. I did uh, a project to say, I'll be happy to help you with this, but we'll do it slightly differently than you can <laughs> do it. And I said, I love Lyon. It's the origin of Babola and uh, the foundation is there, but I also love Annecy. Yeah. And I say, if we want to success today in uh, shoes, apparel, bags, with all the soft goods, I believe we should be in Annecy. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's where I live, but most importantly, it's also the capital of the outdoor industry. Okay. So that's where uh, Salomon is. That's where uh, Technica, you have also uh, North Face, Dakine. So lots of big companies have their headquarters or subsidiary there. And from my perspective, coming also from the running industry and the outdoor industries to say, on shoes and on some bags, although I would say also on apparel, we are well advanced compared to other sports. Mm -hmm. And having the opportunity to work with those kind of people and bring those ideas and transition it and we'll remodel it for mm -hmm. tennis yeah. would be super cool. Yeah. <laughs> tennis needs that a lot. 
something that's come up a lot. I was doing a little research on you. The word innovation. Yeah. People like to use innovation in your last name often. Really? So yes, uh, innovation was brought up many times. I spoke to a former colleague of mine that used to work at Running Warehouse. Scott. Scott. And he definitely brought that up and gave me some insider info. So I think that you are obviously bringing a lot of innovative new ideas Mm -hmm. to tennis and we're ready for it in tennis. Um, Good to hear. Yeah. Is it ever intimidating that you don't come from a tennis background? Well, what's intimidating is that coming from a non-tennis background into a brand that has origins straight from the beginning, from 1875, from tennis. Yes. So for sure, in some ways, you have to prove yourself. You have right. to show that you understand what the sport is, what the consumer is. Mm-hmm. First thing I did is I took some classes again and lessons to play <laughs> tennis. That's awesome. I mean, you come in a brand where everyone plays tennis. Everyone plays really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's difficult not to play tennis, so I had to do it. Yeah. So first thing I did, taking That's lessons. Awesome. I'm sure you scored points right away doing that. It helps. <laughs> yeah. It helps. The second good thing is we also have the office next to the tennis court. Perfect. So that's also super cool. Nice. But yes, it's intimidating, but it's a, I see it as a challenge, a good challenge. I mean, it's For always sure. nice to have a, a new start and do something different. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about Babylon Footwear. We've seen it grow over the past several years, and it's finally getting a little more edgy. The colors are looking good. People are wanting to put it on their feet. Maybe give us an overview of what you would want someone that's never worn a Babylon shoe to know about your shoes. I would say that Babola is the only pure player in tennis or racket sport industry. Okay. With the history they have, starting with strings, right. then going into the rackets and all the other products we know today, we worked our way up to provide every time we could the best product to the consumer. And we didn't do it just ourselves. Mm-hmm. We did it with great partners. And Speaking to the shoes, I would say that we have shoes that are truly dedicated to tennis players. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it starts already just with the soul. We are partnering with Michelin, Mm -hmm. a well-known worldwide brand tire that are specialized in making sure that your car is gripping to the ground. And we all know that tennis is a sport with different surfaces. Clay, all court, omni-clay, grass. Mm -hmm. And... We believe that it's a first step to sh- make sure that when you play tennis, you have the correct grip and the correct stability thanks to the outsole yeah. on your shoes. The second thing is we've been listening, working with tennis players for some time also. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, the racket is important. The string is super important yeah, in your gear. Yeah, definitely. But footwork and of course then shoes yeah. is also as important as the rest because if you don't place yourself properly you know where the ball is not going there exactly <laughs> so we really worked with the players being the pros the not so pros the amateurs mm-hmm. all the people we know and we've been having to make sure that we have shoes that respond to all types of tennis players you want something that is light and agile we have it you want something that has super stability and super comfort we have it mm-hmm. different price point you have a white foot we have a perfect shoe for you also so we try to do our best and to provide the best services we can nice and then in january 2020 we have a new shoe coming from you guys i keep pronouncing it weird but the Babylon terry the jet terry the yes. jet terry is coming and it's going to be priced at a hundred dollars yes 
Tell me about that shoe. I'm actually wearing a pair right now. And I remember, so I. oh, you two were matching. Yes. <laughs> They're the best. And it was a while ago, months ago, Brian was up here and uh, Sally and we saw them and they looked amazing. They were both wearing them. They didn't present on them, but they were both wearing them. And we're like, what are those? Those look nice. Are those tennis shoes? Are those lifestyle shoes? Sally actually gave me her pair and I was like happy to take them. But yeah. tell me about the shoe and how it will perform on the tennis court. Yeah, so so the Jet Air is the update of a previous shoe called the Jet Mac 1. Okay. That was something more like $120 before. Right. And when I arrived and looked a bit at what the competition is doing, what the consumers are looking for, obviously saw that the $100 price point is something that is very important and is a key price point to have within the range. Yeah. So I looked at the shoes we had in the range and I said that this shoe would be a great evolution for what we should be having. We picked a name, Terre, that's coming from Maori. That means uh, quick, swift, and fast. Nice. So it links really also to the jet family that is fast and agility Yeah. and light. Yeah. And what we did is we wanted to make a shoe that as all the elements you need when you play tennis. So for sure comfort, for sure you have stability, for sure you also have durability. It's a light shoe. It's not the lightest, but it's a light shoe. Mm-hmm. It has a good fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the upper has a nice mesh. It has a nice stretch to it, but it holds your foot well. And that you are proud to wear when you play tennis. But if you want to wear it outside the court, we make it kind of like a running like, mm-hmm. not sneaker, but lifestyle way that if you want to wear it outside the court, it's not crying out loud, I'm a tennis player. Yeah. We always joke that it's our shoes that we can go to Starbucks in. (laughs) That's a good shoe. So it looks good on the court. It looks good off the court. We're really excited. I'm excited for you guys out there to try a pair. Great price point, super comfortable. They look amazing. So really excited for those to hit the market in a couple months. Now, you mentioned a bit of running influence into the tennis line. Mm -hmm. Explain how you're going to continue to use that as a bit of a a way to push the boundaries in tennis. I would say that when we look at what other brands are doing, uh, I mean, we can name them for sure. Nike Mm -hmm. is a big influencer in the world today. Adidas as well. And for sure, Isaac. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no problem saying it. (laughs) But Nike is definitely for me in front of the pack. When we see what happened recently, you know, the sub two hour yeah. marathon race, right. I think that's incredible for me. There may be some controversy behind it, but yeah. in the end, still. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. It. You ran it. Still. He ran it. He did it. And maybe the shoe is too performance. He had all the helps he needed, but so what? He still did had it. to do it. Yeah. And when you look at what they do and how the running industry changed in just a few years, we have bigger soles. We have the rocker that's helping you to move forward. The cushioning is now super important and you can have a super comfortable shoe that is extremely performance. Once again, this sub two hour marathon shoe has a super huge midsole and is super fast. Yeah. And tennis players tend to run a lot. And that's why we also see it's an easy transition from a player to go from a running shoe to a tennis shoe. Right. And I believe that we should learn from it. For sure, there's some specificities to tennis. Once again, stability is different. The movement is not only going forward, it's lateral. Mm -hmm. It's one direction, quick and fast the other way, small step, fast steps, front and back, sideways. So movements are completely different. But what people are expecting and looking inside the shoes are going to be similar. So we need to take this into account, make it ours, as I said before, but be smart. Yeah. 
Definitely. And do you feel like some of the competitors and other brands out there are doing similar things that you're trying to execute in footwear? Or are you trying to kind of zig when everyone else is zagging? No, I mean, I think it's the direction everyone is heading. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to be thinking a little bit differently, not to be just like the others. Right. I mean, Babola is a historical brand, but it's in a way a small brand. Right compared to the others, but a big brand as a brand. Yeah. So that's why we need to be agile, smart, not be completely different because there's no reason to do so, but see how we could make our way, attack the big ones. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not scared of doing so. Nice. <laughs> uh, and I think we should be doing it, but try to do our stuff. We Definitely. are Babola and... Uh, we should be proud of it and sure. we should do four things. Yeah, that's great. Now, I also wanted to talk a little bit about bags. I'm a shoe and a bag person, day in and day out. I'm a huge bag oh. fan also. So. <laughs> well, I think we just recently saw some of your work in the Babolat Pure Strike bags. Mm -hmm completely different than what we've seen in years past from Babolat. In the past where you get the pure aero bag, the pure drive bag, the pure strike bag, nine pack, 15 pack, great. They're great bags. But these new strike bags look amazing. They're brand new and they're pieces that I've not seen ever executed in tennis. So maybe you can talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so same thing. I'm a huge bag fan <laughs> and uh, my wife is killing me all the time because I'm always bringing a new bag. And uh, <laughs> In the office, I have a specific closet just for me, just oh, for my yeah. bags. I hear you. And, uh, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> I just love it. And I can't stop buying bags. So, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Me too. <laughs> so the mindset we have behind the bags is to say what's really happening in tennis and how consumers are really behaving. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, when am I using my bag, my tennis bag today, when I'm playing tennis? So it's what? 5%, right. 10% of <laughs> yeah. the your time, day -day, yeah. your day-to-day -day when you're going. So mm -hmm. when people play tennis, they're proud to be a tennis player. Definitely. You see it. But at the same time, even though they're proud, they don't want to show it and that it's crying out loud that you're a tennis player. Yeah. For me, the mindset on most of the bag, except for the competition ones, the RH12, mm -hmm. uh, that's the one the athletes are using. It's a different story, a different mindset. But for the rest of the bag is to say, today, consumers are not doing one sport only. Right. First of all, we don't have the time yeah. to be <laughs> everywhere. Right. But we want to be everywhere. Yeah. We want to do tennis. We want to do pickleball. We want to do <laughs> running. We want to go play basketball. I yeah. don't know. We want to do yoga. Yeah. Depending on what you like That's and like everything. my sports every week. <laughs> <laughs> so... At one point, you can't invest 100% for every sport. So right. you need things that fits your lifestyle mm -hmm. and your day-to-day -day usage that, that can work with everything. So taking this into account, what we said is I need to make a bag that will fit my everyday life for 90% of the time and that it will work for tennis yeah. and other sports. Right. But... My pre-requirements are to say that everything works for tennis when I need to use it for tennis. Yeah. So when we did the backpack, and that's kind of the most iconic, I would say, bag yeah. first launch for the, on the strike package, is when you look at it and when you see it, it looks just like a, a normal lifestyle backpack. Mm -hmm. You have a dedicated pocket for your laptop. You have another pocket for your stuff. You have small pockets on the side to uh, put your phone, your keys, whatever. It has a good volume. The straps are nice. And it's low profile. It has the strike color, so it's impactful, but you can wear it easily outside the thing. Yeah. 
And then we said, well, at one point you need to put tennis rackets. So we said, well, it's kind of a shape-shifting okay. backpack yeah, shape-shifting. where the front part of the bag opens up and you can put three rackets inside where previously you could only put maybe one or two. Now right. you can put three. The rackets are fully protected. There's a thermic protection just like in the other bags. Mm-hmm. So you know they're fully protected. And... What we took into account also is that we put it on the outside of the bag so that first thing, when you travel by walking, running, or on your bicycle, there's a reflective print so that it shows that you're there. And the second thing is it's always a pain when you're on a bike and that your racket is hitting your helmet (laughs) or your head. And just by pushing it to the front or to the first part of the bag, Mm -hmm. then you give space between your head and the racket. So it won't disturb you also. That's awesome. Yeah, you have thought of everything. And we try. We try. <laughs> the feedback on that bag's been amazing. I wasn't sure, to be honest, especially in tennis. We are so sometimes traditional and stuck in what we know. Mm-hmm. And right away, so many people were obsessed with that bag. Can we see more innovation coming? Yeah, like- and for example, there's also the second bag. And I think my second favorite bag we launched is the Duffel. Okay, yeah. A bag, the, the Duffel M. It doesn't look like much right. when you see it. It's a rectangle, but it can fit more than six rackets, all your gear inside. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that if you want to use it for other things, you can fully use it because it's a duffel. Right. And everyone loves duffel. Yeah. <laughs> and it folds up, right? And it folds up. That's, that's the so best. So <laughs> when you're done using it and you, we all know, we all have limited space where yeah. we live. Yeah. It folds up. So it just takes small space. You leave it somewhere yeah. and you can take it the next time again. Or when you're traveling. Or when you're traveling. Bring it along. Go yes. shopping. Fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's cool. So really exciting to see some different things coming out of Babla. Like you said, it's such a historic brand, but we're starting to see more innovation mm-hmm. coming through the future. And I kind of glossed over apparel. Just That's all right. <laughs> so and maybe that's that's my fault. But at the same time, we've never really seen Babla as a leader in apparel. No, but that's fine. But you're working, we're working on it. Yeah, so we're working on it. Talk to me a little bit about apparel and what we can start expecting to see in oh. 2020. So yeah, apparel for me is, uh, I mean, it's always a tough business, apparel. I mean, once again, footwear is tough, but apparel is even tougher. Yeah. (laughs) The big brands are really there. Yeah. And then you have so many other small brands and the US market is also very different than what markets could be either in Asia or in uh, Europe. So it's very specific. Our main focus for us is really the team and the club business for 2020 is uh, it's our biggest part of the business for us in apparel. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to make sure that we reply in a good way to this business. And since the way it's done, the team business in the U.S. is also very specific. Mm-hmm. You have so many rules yeah. to, to go into that we worked really hard to make sure it happens. And I think we have a line that is strong. Price point is also strong. We are well-placed compared to the others and uh, looking forward to see how things go. Cool. So I just have some fun kind of questions just to kind of grill your brain on. I'd love to hear what your greatest accomplishment has been so far at Babylon. Oh, so. <laughs> it might still be coming. I know you kind of just say, gave us them. if we take it just like this and we say the work we've been doing as a team in one year nice. is fairly impressive 
on all the things we were able to do. We completely redid the apparel line mm -hmm. for 2020 mm -hmm. on the team and club line business. We redid the fit, we redid the pricing. So huge accomplishment on this. Yeah, I would say the Jet Terre, I'm still proud of it. Nice. I mean, when I see you exciting wearing it yeah. and having it, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a good check. For sure. And the bags, I mean, I didn't know how people would react. It was, it's not a bet because you're not just licking your finger and seeing where the wind is coming. But yeah, I think the first step of the evolution of the bag range within Babola is something we can be proud of. Nice. And the strike package we've been able to deliver this year for me is, uh, is showing what the new Babola team is able to do and mm -hmm. what we will continue to do going forward. Very cool. Now, another fun question for me. What is the most challenging part of your job or what has been one of the most challenging things you've had to deal with? I would say is to remember everything. Yes. <laughs> um, when you work on three products on three different sports, because we're speaking a lot about tennis, but for sure, Babola is also badminton. Mm -hmm. There's another spot called Padel. Okay, yeah, uh, that's fun. <laughs> which is super fun. It, yeah. And I'm in charge of soft on all three sports. So I have to know and remember the line and the range for yeah. each product on all three sports and to remember the strategy of everything. I think that's something that is challenging because you can't forget right. and you have to be there for the team and you have to, everything needs to align and to make sense. So I think that's, yeah, that's kind of the... That's, that's a lot. Yeah, tough part <laughs> that to would do. be challenging for sure. How about the culture of Babolat? We know that Babolat is headquarters is in Lyon, mm -hmm. which is in France. Um, also, they have a headquarters in the U.S. in Colorado. Yes. How is there a difference in culture when you're going from U.S. to Europe? I know in... Mm. <laughs> I feel like what I'm... should I be saying? <laughs> don't no. don't piss off the Americans. No, maybe. No, can... but yes, yes, yeah, for sure, for that. sure, for sure. There's a difference in culture, and uh, and that could uh, be sometimes challenging. I'm assuming, maybe, maybe yeah, not. Well, <laughs> yes, it's challenging. But as I've been working for some years with in my previous job into with an American company, I got used to do so. I also lived in the states when I was little, so I know a bit about the culture also about it. So. Yes, it's fully different. You, yeah. you don't approach things the same way uh, between Europe and in between the U.S. I'll, I'll say a quick example, and uh, I don't want to be mean by saying <laughs> it, but it's, it's really true, and I really mean it in a positive way. Yeah. In Europe, when we want to do something, is we kind of look around all the options we can get. Mm -hmm. We kind of test things, make sure that everything is perfect. And once we think we go, maybe we'll go. Right. Maybe we'll do yeah. it. <laughs> In the US, I would say it's it's easier. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and if I hit a wall, I don't care. I'll just make a step on the left, on the right, and I'll keep going forward. Yeah. I'm more into this mindset because, I mean, you have to get things done and you have to get things moving. European way helps also because you can't just go not looking where right. you're going. But so it's always a good balance in between the two. And there's another thing that I think that is fully different and and. And I think you'll laugh about it is <laughs> how when you ask people what they think about a product and I always say this to Brian and to the rest of the team in the US, mm -hmm. he said, oh, um, I love it. Like, yes, yes. But is it you love it, love it? Or yeah. is it you love it, but I don't care? Yeah. 
<laughs> I love it, but I'm not going to wear it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always putting these questions on because that's something I've been hearing a lot. Oh, it's great. You're like, but, but, but like, let me hear it. I'm okay. I moved on. Tell me, honestly. It's, it's great, yeah. but I moved on. But is it great, great? Yeah. Do, you, do you think it or you're just saying it to be nice? Right. And that's, I think, the difference you have is in Europe, you're a bit more direct on saying, I like it, I don't like it. And we tend to be only pointing out what's not working compared to what's working. Whereas in the US, kind of everything is positive, but sometimes it shouldn't be. But not as authentic, but, maybe, yeah, maybe, and not as genuine, maybe. Yeah. That's kind of the difference we have to do. I can see that. To, to, but uh, but sure. I love coming here. Nice. I mean, you picked some good spots to yes, come visit. So. California is yeah. not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. Now, what's your absolute favorite part of your job right now? Right now? Yeah. What do you love about what you do? What makes you come in every day? I love the project Yeah. to be able to kind of be given a fresh new page to start over the different products, the ability to travel and to see some amazing people around the world. I mean, there's not so many people that can travel to the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, I was able to go to Indian Wells. Nice. I was able to go to the U.S. Open. Uh, I went to Roland Garros. I went to Japan. Nice. I was uh, two weeks ago. I was in Japan also before okay. coming here. So after this, I'm going to Indian Wells to see the Pickable Nationals <laughs> tournament. So, so yes, I think this is great. That and is great. It's, yeah. it's a super huge opportunity that was given to me, and I appreciate every time I That's see awesome. uh, I see them. Very cool. Well, this has been such a great chat. I have one final question. You did say that you were taking tennis yes. lessons. What is your racket of choice? I'm a pure strike player. Okay. <laughs> um, I tried all the bubble rackets. Yeah. For sure. The pure drive was kind of tough for me. Both were kind of going in all directions. <laughs> yeah. I then switched to the aero. It was actually a good fit. Mm -hmm. I liked playing with it. It was easy to play with. and I mean, it worked for me. And then my tennis coach said, you should try the strike just to see. Yeah. And I really felt the difference in precision yeah. and what we're expecting for the strike. And I still get the power just because I'm a big build. Yeah. So, yes, a strike. The lover. strike. I mean, everyone loves that racket. You can't go wrong. No. And I love the pure drive. So. No, no but <laughs> all rackets are good. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's and, very true. And I have an hybrid stringing. Oh, yeah. The... What do you string with? Oh, don't, don't oh. ask me that. I, I, can, I, can, I can just say I have an hybrid, and that's all I will be saying. Okay. I'm not technical into this. <laughs> <laughs> that will be another podcast. Yes. <laughs> anything else you'd like to say and tell the audience about Babolat or about you or anything I else? I think... The first thing I would say is go and look the brandography. Yeah, Tennis definitely. Warehouse has been doing on Babola. I think the video is great. It totally shows what Babola is and the story and the history of the brand. Yeah. And um, you guys came to Annecy with Chris and uh, yeah. you'll get to see me also in the video. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would say first thing, do this because you'll get to learn a lot about the brand. And then I would say, yes, it's a passionate brand. When you dig in, you you can only love the brand and you should definitely look into it. Yeah. Tennis runs in our blood. <laughs> Tennis runs in our blood. Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. We're so excited for 2020 and everything to come beyond that. So thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Talk Tennis. If you guys are interested in winning a brand new pair of the Babolat Jet Terry shoes before anyone else can get their hands on them, make sure you're following us on Instagram. We're going to have details on the giveaway over there. Now, for all of your tennis needs, be sure to visit us at Tennis Warehouse, Tennis Warehouse Europe, or Tennis Only. Subscribe, rate, and review. And until next time, happy hitting. Is it Terry? Terry. Yes, Terry. 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 Yeah. Terry. Okay. How many takes do we have? <laughs> we can edit it. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay.